Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at legalshield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. The unanimous vote by the City Council's Rules, Elections, and Intergovernmental Relations Committee for Heather Hutt's nomination to serve as an interim member of the Los Angeles City Council is just the latest step in addressing the void left by Herb Wesson, who was to fill the void left by indicted city councilman Mark Ridley Thomas. If confirmed by the full council, Hutt would serve through the end of Ridley Thomas's term, unless Ridley Thomas is acquitted of the charges against him or they're dismissed. In the interim, the people of Council District 10, through no fault of their own, are without a vote on the city council. Council President Nuri Martinez says that unless Ridley Thomas resigns, there is no path to a special election to replace him. Joining me right now to hopefully help sort out some of this mess is Brenda Ashby, neighborhood council member from Empowerment Congress West Area. Brenda, thank you for coming on today. How are you? I'm wonderful. Thank you for having me. And also joining me is former L.A. Commissioner and longtime Council District 10 resident Dallas Fowler. Dallas, thank you for coming back on the show. Thank you for having me, as always. Dallas, let me start with you. You heard my introduction. Did I at least touch upon the major aspect of this where residents are being disenfranchised by not having a vote on the city council? The residents of Council District 10 had been without a voting voice on the council, and it had been on and off many lapses of of us having a voting member Um, leading to over 200 days of Council District 10 um, going without a voice on the city council. And now we can both ecstatically say that we have representation. As of Friday afternoon, the council voted to make the temporary appointment of Ms. Heather Hutt to have a voting right on the Los Angeles City Council. Brenda, let me come to you now. Given what Dallas has just told us, does that solve the problem or are there other issues which need to be addressed or haven't been addressed since these residents have not had a voice for this extended period of time? Dallas's point on for uh, that piece, but they still 
need to work through what took place on Tuesday, which is the procedural part. It seems like that needs to be addressed. They agreed to address that sometime in the future so that if an issue comes up like this again, they will have something on their charter that you know, stands to let people know this is how it's supposed to happen. So that procedural piece that they keep talking about uh, is still being worked out. Dallas, in my introduction, I also mentioned the name of Herb Wesson, who was the person who originally was supposed to keep the seat warm for Mark Ridley Thomas. And then something happened with him where he was ruled that legislatively he could not serve in that capacity. Couldn't you help enlighten us as far as what happened with him or why it happened? And going back to Brenda's point about procedural, was any of this avoidable? Quite possibly. You know, the charter is, um, in my opinion, pretty clear about term limits. However, when it gets to appointments, it can um, require some additional interpretation from the city attorney. And I've had other attorneys look at this. And a number of them came to the consensus that council member Herb Wesson was not eligible to serve if it was less than halfway through the term. And that's where we are. And we would not be there before. But however, because that case went to court, a judge determined that former council president Herb Wesson was not eligible to serve at this time. And I don't think that he would be able to come back and serve, even if it was post halfway through the remaining term. So that's what happened there. But I also want to add on to what Ms. Ashby was saying in regard to your question of the future, what else may happen. On Friday in council chambers, after the voice vote was taken to move forward with the appointment of Heather Hutt, the procedural issues, well, first, let me go back. Let me applaud former council member Herb Wesson for resigning and paving the way for the process to begin to have someone who would be eligible, technically eligible to serve. That was big and that was needed. And that showed that someone cared, that he cared about the people having a voice and a vote at the table. And so now we have a vote that was taken place on this past Friday that says Heather Hutt is going to be the member. After that vote, Council President Nuri Martinez said that she looked forward to working with many of the council members to expand the process. Mm -hmm. Council Member Marquise Harris Dawson, who changed his vote this past Friday in favor of supporting Heather Hutt, he was also joined in changing his vote by Nithia Rahman, as well as Councilmember Bob Blumenfeld. In Marquise's remarks, he said that he wanted to be clear that the council president, Nuri Martinez, was in fact following the charter. However, they wanted to see something more expanded than what was actually in the charter. And so this is not fully over. The city council has never had to take this historic vote and they've never been in a situation where a council member has been suspended from the council and had not resigned. Mm -hmm. And so they could not have a special election because then you have two elected members to the body and they could not necessarily appoint a permanent replacement because 
Council Member Ridley Thomas was suspended pending trial. So this was a very rare scenario. And it also was a history-making vote in that Council District 10 has never had a woman to represent the council. Um, and so that makes Heather Hutt the first, not only the first woman, but the first African-American woman to serve in this capacity. So history was made this past Friday. If you're just tuning in, my guests right now on the program are Dallas Fowler, longtime CD10 resident and former Los Angeles commissioner, and also Brenda Ashby, neighborhood council member from Empowerment Congress West area. We got to pause right there, but then I'll come back and finish my conversation. You're listening to The John and Ken Show. I'm Mo Kelly in for John and Ken. KFI AM 640. We're live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. I'm speaking with Dallas Fowler, who is the former L.A. commissioner, longtime Council District 10 resident, and also Brenda Ashby, neighborhood council member from Empowerment Congress West Area, as we talk about the ongoing issues and struggles of City Council District 10, as they have now, as I've been told, due to a Friday vote, have a voting council member in Heather Hutt. And Brenda, I cannot talk about this particular issue and ignore the larger issues of the city council writ large. And this may not be for you, but there is a perception that the city council is not doing the work of the people. It is not able to get anything substantively done for the people. You, from your standpoint, is that true? Is there anything to support that? How would you view the council writ large? Well, I can't really comment on that as a you know, like whether it's not work, what I can say as far as council district 10 is concerned, everything is working for us. I mean, we can call and get things done. Um, but now that Heather is, is in the position, we can pretty much get back to a normal functioning CD 10. Yes. I understand that in many cases, I'm not an expert on that piece as whether they're working or not working, but there's been rumors that they, that, you know, there's things that don't seem to be functioning properly within. But again, I say that's rumor. I cannot swear by that. What I can say as far as CD10 is concerned, you know, we're getting the, the resources and services that we need. Uh, we were getting them before, in some cases, may, many people complain that we weren't, but I feel that we were getting those services, but because we don't, didn't have her, didn't have Heather, uh, you know, a voting person, those services were delayed, meaning they would get done, but because, you know, with the caregiver, you have to take it to uh, the council president to get it okay. But now that we have a full person in place, I think we're going to be fine. Okay, Dallas, let me ask you a similar version of that question. And in the interest of full disclosure, I would consider Mark Ridley Thomas a friend. I've known him for the better part of 20 years, and I know that you've known him as, as long as well. Without speaking to the specifics of the allegations, what would you say about the other larger issues of the city council and how it's been conducting its business as of late? You know, what was disappointing for me, and I think both Brenda and I this week, was that there was a vote to delay us from having a voting member. And they used the issue of process. However, the charter was followed. 
And somehow this process needed to be different for a woman of color than it was for other white males who have gone through the same process. So I think there are issues there. And there's also a potential uh, vote coming up for a, a council president election. And so there's a lot of jockeying and positioning happening amongst those council members. And District 10 got caught up in the fray. And yeah. that's what was, you know, unacceptable and sent many residents down there. But this district went over 200 days without representation. That is unconstitutional. Our members are sworn to uphold not only the L.A. Charter, but also the U.S. and the California constitutions. And so I think this is definitely not over. I think there still may be some form of legal action around this for the residents that um, there was certain injury as we had no voting member during a critical time, which was redistricting. And I would say there were even no matter how I feel about Mark Ridley Thomas, there are certain things that I could count on our council member to be able to do and redistricting was certainly one of them and so we were very disappointed that he had to be uh suspended um however if that is the case that is the law if that's uh what the charter says then we are going to move forward but don't allow us to move forward with uh, these major lapses mm -hmm. in, in representation. And so this can never happen again. And what I said to the council, which was quoted, I think, in the L.A. Times last week, was you would never do this to Sherman Oaks or North Hollywood. And I'll add Westchester. I spent I did live in Westchester many moons ago. And I know those residents would be down there trying to burn City Hall down if they went 30 days without representation. So I do think that there is going to be some continued efforts around this. And we can time will only tell. I'm out of time, uh, unfortunately, and this is a discussion that we can have literally for hours. There are so many things that need to be discussed and, and I think should be discussed on KFI more specifically. And we need to hear your voices more often, especially on this particular station. I want to thank Dallas Fowler, former L.A. commissioner, for coming on today. Longtime Council District 10 resident who knows these issues inside and out. Dallas, thank you for coming on today. And also Brenda Ashby of the Neighborhood Council from Empowerment Congress West Area. Brenda, thank you for your advocacy and your attention to this, and hopefully Council District 10 will continue to improve and not be left on the wayside. Thank you both, ladies. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Thank you for having us. This is the John and Ken Show, KFI AM 640. I'm Mo Kelly in for John and Ken. We're live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. I hope you got something out of that conversation as we talk about what's going on with the L.A. Uh, city council and how it is working or is not working, but we talk about it with people who are residents directly affected by it and also some of the decisions which are being made which are not in public view. The whole idea of residents not being uh, able to have a vote on the council for hundreds of days impacts people like you and me. So we need to have more of those conversations. Uh, I want to broaden it out a bit now. I saw this story and it's actually a continuation of a previous story. It's kind of political in nature, but it, it's not political in nature. Did you see how Russia has sanctioned 25 more Americans, largely 
due to our support of Ukraine during this Ukraine-Russia conflict. Well, there were actors, there were politicians, there were random people. Um, I'm talking about Senator Mark Kelly, Senator Kristen Sinema, Senator Kevin Kramer, Mike Rounds, Rick Scott, Pat Toomey. We're talking about Democrats and Republicans. And if that wasn't enough, you also have actors Sean Penn, Ben Stiller. And I'm thinking, like, what did Ben Stiller do to Russia? What in the world did Ben Stiller do to Russia? I know. I know Dodgeball was a bad movie. But what does that have to do with them not being able to go to Russia? Because if you didn't know, these Russian sanctions are bans for life. Now, this is a ban ban. Remember earlier we were talking about a ban versus a suggestion or a recommendation regarding water usage? No, this is an actual ban. These individuals are not allowed to enter the country of Russia for the rest of their life. And this is odd on top of odd because if you've been following this story, previously there was a list which was released as far as banned from Russia, and it included dead people like Senator John McCain. Why are you banning someone who's already dead? And I understand part of this is propaganda for Russian state television. I get that. I'm just saying, what do you accomplish by banning someone who has absolutely no ability to actually get in uh, the country. Now, the, Russia's foreign ministry has said the group of people that I told you about, Mark Kelly, Kirsten Sinema, and Kevin Kramer, and so forth, those individuals, and there are other people that I didn't list just for sake of time, uh, which included business leaders, um, academics, government officials, they would be banned permanently from entering Russia. I mentioned Sean Penn as a filmmaker who has been, I guess, somewhat controversial and maybe outspoken against Russia. Um, Maxim Chimmer, uh, do you ever watch Dancing with the Stars? I never watched Dancing with the Stars, but the guy, Maxim, one of the stars, um, he said that he he's in Eastern uh, Europe, and I guess he's been banned from Russia as well, which is, which is strange. And the previous rounds of Russian sanctions, and I told you about some of the people, and some you would expect. Yes, you would expect Russia to ban President Joe Biden and his family, ban Vice President Kamala Harris on a political level. And I guess you could understand how and why they would ban Sean Penn, who's been very outspoken against Russia. I guess Ben Stiller has as well to end up on this list. But I did not know this, and someone had to bring it to my attention a little bit earlier. Did you know that Morgan Freeman was banned from Russia? I had no idea. What the hell did Morgan Freeman do to Russia? Morgan Freeman is probably one of the least controversial people you know. I don't remember him speaking out against anything. Anything. Oh, here it is. I guess Morgan Freeman directed and narrated a 2017 video about the Kremlin meddling in the 2016 election. There it is. That's what it did. That's what did it. But... Mark Zuckerberg, and I told you about John McCain, all of these people have been banned forever from Russia. But in the wake of Brittany Griner being detained for, I guess, nine years at this point in which they're trying to do, I mean, that's her prison sentence for, quote unquote, smuggling drugs in Russia. That's how I term it with those vaping cartridges. Who in their right mind would ever want to go to Russia as an American citizen? Dennis Rodman aside, who would want to go to Russia under any circumstances? Now, when I was younger, 
I probably would want to, I would have wanted to go just out of love of traveling the world. I want to see the world. But given the political climate today, given the war in Eastern Europe, Russia probably would be the last person, uh, last place I would ever want to visit. And I don't know if you've heard about how the planes in Russia and also air travel is subpar as far as maintenance, safety. That's not even a country I would want to fly into, much less be an American, because I don't want to end up in a Russian prison for the rest of my life. I had a layover in, at the Moscow airport when I was going to Israel. No, do tell. Do tell. <laughs> so I had a layover going to Israel in Russia. So this was the. What year is this roughly? 2015. Okay. So this is uh, my birthright trip, going to Israel, free 10-day trip. Every Jewish person gets to go on. It's a great trip, one of the best trips of my life. Um, but the airline, all the booking and everything was done by the organization that was planning the trip and everything. So obviously Aeroflot had probably the cheapest ticket. And so we had an eight-hour layover going there and coming back. Because it's free, you don't have a say in the matter. Right, exactly. I have no say in the matter whatsoever. But so after the 10 days, I extended my trip in Israel for like another two weeks uh, because I family there, got to meet them for the first time, spend time with them, all of that, and do Israel the more local way, not just the, the touristy Tourist way. way. Mm -hmm. um, but I had to obviously change my flights and all of that, and I had to go through the organization of who booked my trip and all of that. And so coming home... I am legitimately solo. I am the only person on the plane that I know. And so we get to it. I take like a night trip out of Israel where I land in Moscow, like early in the morning, like maybe like six, seven o'clock in the morning. And then I literally have eight hours to kill until my next flight from Moscow to LA. Did you leave the airport? No, I wasn't allowed. You have to get like a specific visa to leave the airport. How much English was spoken, if at all, in the airport? Barely any. Like, minimal conversation. Like, where's the bathroom? And they just pointed. They didn't even answer. Um, but I luckily, on my way home, found a TGI Fridays in the Moscow airport. So Really? Yes. Thank you, Mikhail Gorbachev. Yes. So... Uh, it's maybe 7 o'clock in the morning, and I'm literally sitting at a TGI Friday's in the Moscow airport eating a hamburger and fries, whatever. My my body clock is just way off. Do Was there a profound military presence in the airport? No, not that I, not that I remember. I remember there was a 50,000-ruble fine for smoking in the bathroom. I thought that smoking was ever present in Russia, though. Apparently, you can't do it at the airport. And people try and get away with it in the bathrooms. And there was a sign where it was 50,000 rubles if you got caught smoking in the bathroom. I don't know what that that rate is. We need I to look that up. Like, I think like my $500 maybe? Yeah, I think my friend said it was like two, 300 bucks. Okay. All right. Um, but anyway, back to TGI Fridays because this is really where the story gets good. Comes time to pay the bill. And I hand the, the bartender my card. Swipes it. Comes back. So did the client. I said, okay, try it again. <laughs> Swipes it again. Sir, declined. So I literally have to call my dad to try and, like, I'm trying to call my bank, try and call my dad, and it's 7 o'clock in Russia. Who knows what time it was in America at the time. So I'm trying to coordinate with the bank, all of this stuff. I try, I can't get a hold of the bank. I tell him, 
just run it one more time. Let's see what happens. Swipes it again. Sir, decline. I was like, all right, well, let me figure this out. I got about six hours till my flight when I feel like I can maybe figure this out and I'm, I won't have to be stuck washing dishes in the, in the Moscow airport. Um, five, ten minutes later, I'm clearly freaking out at the, the bar. The, the bartender was just like, you know what? Don't worry about it. Food's free, basically. What? Yes. Swear to God. Ivan Drago let you go? Yes. I must break you. <laughs> well, it gets better. About a week later, I'm now home from my trip, talk to the bank, whatever. I, I guess I just mixed up the dates of when I was coming home, and they didn't let me know. But I didn't let the bank know that I was still going to be out of the country. But Oh, so they thought it was just a, a, a fraudulent transaction. They thought it was a fraudulent transaction. But the card reader at the airport must have had a duplicator in it because a week later... I had about $900 in charges on my card at a hotel in Mexico. So those charges were not declined? No, those charges were not declined. But yeah, that was my experience in the Moscow airport. I, I wonder, did anyone come around you? Was anyone starting to make a scene? Was it obvious that this no. non-Russian person was getting ready to get got? No, it was literally the bartender, a cook, and maybe like a, a busboy slash dishwasher. And that was all the people that I saw working at the TGI Fridays there. Did you feel like there was any level of surveillance around you? No, not really. It's, it, it honestly felt like a very normal airport. But yeah. other than the fact that I had my identity stolen. Yeah, I'm and, believing all the stereotypes right about now. <laughs> I, I am not going to Russia for anything. I don't need a misunderstanding. We found this in your luggage. No, you didn't. Well, I, I'm not going through that. Yeah. Because you know what? The, the, the United States government is not coming to get me. Sleeping on the floor in the Moscow airport was not comfortable. I will tell you that much. Well, that's a hell of a story you got to tell your grandkids. And, yeah. And when you get a chance sometime offline, I want to hear about your trip to Israel because I've heard about the birthright trips. I've never really heard about the trip itself, oh, what it entails. Literally, it was... My, I actually ended up knowing people on the trip, but it was my first time traveling alone, basically. And I, I, it turned out that I ended up knowing people on the trip, coincidentally, when we all met up at the airport. But it was my first time traveling alone, and it was an incredible experience. So 2015, you're only like 18 or something. No, I was, I was 21. I had just turned 21 like two months before going. Okay, but still very young. Yes. Still very young. That's a hell of a story. Well, I'm glad you did not end up in a Russian gulag. Me too. <laughs> it's great to see you. It was very, very close. <laughs> this is the John and Ken Show. I'm Mo Kelly in for John and Ken. KFI AM640 live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Before the break, we were talking about the list of Americans who've been banned from ever entering Russia. Ever, ever, forever, ever cannot go back to Russia. And I was commenting about some of the names. They seem kind of strange because... They include dead senators and entertainers of really no connection to Russia. And then I was pulled into a conversation by our technical director, Eric Sklar, who I did not know had a layover in a Russian jail. I mean, airport. It was pretty close. <laughs> and then, for some reason, didn't have any money. I don't know why he would go to a Russian airport bar and not have any money. But his card was declined not once, but not twice, but thrice. And somehow he had an angel on his shoulder, and he was allowed to leave the bar without being detained like Brittany Griner. But 
you were telling me this was part of uh, an Israeli Jewish birthright trip. And for those who don't know, just very quickly explain how that comes about. So birthright, it's actually funded. uh, A majority of the funds come from Sheldon Adelson. Um, He runs the Caesar Sands Corporation and all of that, the hotel chain, all of that. Um, Or not not Caesar's, Venetian, sorry. Uh, But it's a trip to where Jews who have never been to Israel uh, from a certain age, I believe the age limit now is 18 to 36, um, once you turn 18, if you've never been to Israel on an organized trip before, you can go visit the homeland for 10 days, and it's basically an almost all expenses paid. Your flight's paid. Uh, your room and board is essentially paid. You get uh, two meals a day on the trip, uh, and you get to tour the entire country of Israel for 10 days. It's, it's really a phenomenal trip. But you were detoured through Moscow. Well, yeah, the the layover to get to Israel from America was in Moscow. And and, th- and funny enough, I mentioned before uh, we came back from break, I, I forgot part of the story. When we're flying to Israel and we're really flying to um, Russia from America, my fr- uh, a couple of my friends who are on the flight, they are Russian speaking, but they're not Russian. Their families are Ukrainian. And so when they speak Russian, they speak with a Ukrainian accent. And so they tried to ask for a couple of things on the flight in Russian to the Russian flight attendants in Russian with the Ukrainian accent. And it didn't go over well, did it? No, not at all. They didn't get what they asked for at all. Was it just it was it contempt or is it dismissiveness, which there's a difference? I think it was more just dismissiveness but it was also a like your russian's not good enough it's why are you trying to be like us when mm. you're an american mm. cuz they cuz it's cuz they were spe- they could speak russian with a i thought a pretty good accent but it apparently was not good enough for now you can speak english with a very good russian accent do the decla- uh, the card decline again sir decline that was very good. Thank you. That was fantastic. If I didn't know you any better, I would assume that you were possibly Russian. Well, I am half. Are you being serious? Yeah. Ha- see, I didn't know that my about mom, my you. My mom's side of the family is from Russia. My dad's side of the family is from Israel. Now, see, I learned something more about you today. I did not know that. Yeah. I, I don't speak any of the languages. I, it kind of got lost through the generations, unfortunately. But you visited both countries on one trip. Technically, yes. No, no, no. You were you could have been detained. You would have oh, yeah, had no. your ass visited in <laughs> Russia. They I don't know if I would have gotten any visitors. Well, yeah. We would have had to send the State Department out there. Can you please return Eric Sklar to us, please? <laughs> he has a game he wants to attend tonight. Yes, please. Oh, but, you know, and um, you like me, we're both Rams fans, SoFi Stadium fans. You know, it would have been a shame if you were locked up in Russia now and to miss the beginning of the season. That would have been terrible. Well, Thank you for that information. I learned something about you. I learned something about the birthright trips. A couple of people hit me on Twitter asking about it. That's part of the reason why I'm oh, asking I'd, you about it. I'd gladly talk about it whenever you want, Mo. Okay. Well, I love talking about it I appreciate Israel. that. And um, I, Tim Conway Jr. is getting ready to take over. I don't know. Are we going to get him on cross? Oh, yeah. Ding there dong. he is. There he Come is. Come on, buddy. My brother. It is good to hear your Look voice. Look at you. 
by the way, uh, you know, when you're an, uh, a descendant of, of Ireland, uh, they don't give you any trips or anything. They just send you like a, like, like a warm Guinness, and it sucks. Sometimes that's enough. Yeah, I was going to say, that doesn't sound too bad. That's horrible, dude. I mean, you get a trip paid for, and, and, you, and what, a week trip there, a two-week trip? Ten days, but yeah. And, and you get to do anything you want, or they take you on a tour, like selling you like a timeshare. <laughs> Almost like selling you a timeshare. They're really trying to get you married. Tim, really? Tim, I need to take you with me wow. on St. Patrick's Day because I usually go to a bar because they'll give a free drink to someone who's Irish. And I walk in and say, I'm O'Kelly. I'm Irish. <laughs> give me a drink. And they look at me like, excuse me. <laughs> Out of here. Out. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on tonight, Tim? Well, we've got uh, this horrible fire that uh, everybody's talking about. We'll uh, have an update on the brush fire. Uh, two, a couple fires, actually. The, the Big Bear fire, uh, different the Hemet fire update. So, and then uh, possible rolling blackouts. Uh, so that could affect uh, a lot of people. Well, hopefully, it doesn't affect uh, KFI. Tim, I it think, already has. It well, already has. It, it has. Yeah, I got a, a a text from Neil Fork reporter, and he said someone on KFI staff has already had a rolling blackout as of today during this show. So what, it, you, oh, at the station, not at the station, oh, but at, at their house. But oh. yes, all right. Hopefully it won't um, impact you. Yeah, I, you know what? But I've got a. Uh, I'm all set at home. You know, when you I have a generator at home, so you sort of look forward to the blackouts, the brownouts. You know. You know, um, I got a generator because of you. you. Is that right? That is a true story. Oh, that's great, man. True story. But you know what? You also you need. I always tell everybody: if you're going to have a generator, you also need to go stop by the gun store too. Uh, because when you're the only house lit up in your town, <laughs> damn right they're coming in. <laughs> Tim, have a great show. Thanks, Bob. Take care. See you, Mo Kelly. Dig on, Bob. This is the John and Ken Show. Tim Conway Jr. coming up next. KFI AM six forty. We're live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Live Nation presents Concert Week now through May fourteenth. Get twenty five dollar tickets to over five thousand shows. That's up to seventy five percent off a summer full of your favorite artists like Twenty One Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than five thousand summer shows for just twenty five dollars until now through May fourteenth. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. 